All right, great lineup we have for you at the end of the month, including an NBA doubleheader on Friday night. Heat, Celtics, Warriors, Kings. We got the Mexico City Grand Prix Sunday afternoon. Lions hosting Monday night football against the Raiders. All that is on the way. Meanwhile, before we start a new hour, everyone listen to Dennis Smith and his take on hot dogs. A hot dog is not a sandwich, but it is a taco. Why do you think it's a taco? I mean, think about it. You had some taco before? A hot taco? I've had both tacos. You feel me? And then you got you got all the stuff in between, and then you got the bread on the outside. And it just looked the same, so I still figured that a hot dog is a taco. That's, I mean, I'm kind of on the same page. Are you? No. Are you kind <laughs> of on that page? I'm not in. A, I'm actually in. A hot dog is a taco? A taco? It's, I, I'm in. No, I feel like you gotta have like tortilla for it to be a taco. Like no. you, you have to. It's that's the main that's taco. The main yeah. No. A hot dog is a hot dog. Yes. No. And a sandwich and, and is a sandwich. By the way, the bun is implied. No different when you order a burger. The bun is implied. Like why? Well, are hey, wait, hey, not for Greeny. Greeny. Well, yeah, <laughs> Greeny. he's a lettuce burger guy. Yeah, but, you he, know, he's a lettuce burger. But you know what you I mean? Want, <laughs> the most, <laughs> fork and knife on chicken wings. So we are we already out on that. I will eat either of them with utensils. In that regard, we guys are all crazy. If you tell somebody the hot dog is a taco, you're going to get into fights in this. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Oh, man. down. And with that, we begin hour number two. We are live from the seaport. We are brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Where does it begin? Game seven last night. Philadelphia. The Phillies have been playing baseball since 1883. This was their first ever game seven. Taken on Arizona. One win away from the World Series. Top of five. 2-1 Phillies. One on Corbin Carroll facing Rangers Suarez, who's been so good. But Carroll beats him up the middle there. Emmanuel Rivera scores. Carroll safe for the single. That ties the game at two. The next batter is Gabriel Moreno. He's going the other direction, and that one will get through. Carroll will cut home to score. Arizona takes the lead. Moreno's going to get caught between first and second, but the damage is done. 3-2 Diamondbacks, bottom of seven. It's 4-2 Arizona. And here's your moment, Phillies. Here's your moment, Philadelphia. Two on, two out, Bryce Harper. It's exactly the man you want at the plate, and that is the swing where you knew it wasn't to be. Harper 0 for 4. Arizona gets out of the inning. We go to the bottom of the ninth. Two outs. Paul Seawald looking to close it out. Jake Cave, the last chance for the Phillies. He got some of it, but not near enough. The Diamondbacks are going to the World Series. Underdogs all year long. Underdogs in every postseason series they faced. They win it 4-2. They win the World Series for the first time in 22 years. Evan Longoria, talk to me. If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Like we've we've been the underdog this whole year. You know, we came into the season, you know, behind the Dodgers, behind the Padres, behind the Giants. You know, nobody believed that we could do what we did. You know, when we got into the playoffs. It was like, ah, oh, it was a charity case, you know, like nobody's, you know, believing we can do what we did. Well, they're underdogs again. Evan, I got news for you. Rangers are the favorites. Texas actually started the season 50-1 to to win the World Series. Arizona started 125-1. to So it is the matchup of uh, the unexpected. And we'll have more on the World Series as we continue. Meanwhile, NBA's opening night last night, and it started with a bang. The Nuggets got their bling in Denver. Congratulations to Jokic and company. Meanwhile, Wendy, LeBron James beginning season number 21. 
absolutely on point here. So much healthier than he was at the end of last season with that foot heel. You could see it in this game. You could see it the way he moved up and down the court. Meanwhile, that's Nikola Jokic picking up right where he left off in Denver. Would open it with an 11-point lead. Monica McNutt, Anthony Davis had a big first half. Big first half uh, embodied what Darvin Ham has talked about in terms of shooting six threes. He was aggressive. But it did not continue. No, he had all 17 of his in the first half. Meanwhile, LeBron James, 9 of 10 in the paint. to nine-point halftime lead for the champs. Seven minutes left in the third. Now Nuggets are up six. Here we go on the break. Monica throwing it up. 29 assists on the 48 Mayfield goals. And this was just one that was... Not allowed to grab kiss. the rim, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Windy, come on now. Windy is, is done. Just raining on oh, the Oh, is my parade. mic on? I'm sorry. <laughs> Aaron Gordon throwing it down. LeBron James, meanwhile, coming the other direction. He only played 29 minutes last night, keeping the Lakers in it. They're down seven after three, but the Nuggets have too many places they can go. Remember Christian Brown? He finds Jokic. A very, very casual-looking triple-double, Monica, for Jokic last night. Optimus Dime picks up where he left off. He just cannot be rushed or hurried. And then Jamal Murray, of course, in midseason form. Jokic had 29 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. In the end, the Nuggets pull away. They win it by a dozen. LeBron, 29 minutes. Let's talk. At the end of the day, we didn't win. But I think for me, my performance and what I did individually in the time that I was out there, I think I was productive. I think so. I, mean, I was a plus seven for the game. No turnovers. So I like the no turnovers more than anything. Um, so. I don't, I'm trying to read like the facial expression and the body language on him there. You've known him since he was in high school. I, he played 29 minutes. We're talking about a minutes restriction. Was that him seeming unhappy that they didn't let him play more? I mean, I'm not, I don't think he was thrilled about it, but I don't think it surprised him. I think that was the plan. But I'm going to say, every first beginning of a year, everybody gained 10 pounds of muscle, everybody's going to play faster, and LeBron's going to play fewer minutes. I have been hearing this story for about 19 years now. And so here the Lakers are, trying to play trying to play him under 30 minutes. If they can keep to this, especially with him playing this way, I will offer them congratulations. But I'm going to tell you this right now. They were minus 19 on that scoreboard when LeBron was sitting and AD was on the court. It, obviously, that you, know, you could say that's a one-off because you're in Denver and they're an awesome team. That cannot continue. And so it's a, it's a, it's a nice strategy, uh, but I, I, I just know... Coaches forever have been trying to play LeBron less in October, and they forget it. Forget about forget it by January. They forget it by November 12th. What do you think, Monica? Well, the 29 minutes, is that is he going to play 30 minutes a game? We started the highlight pointing out this is season 21. We are in rarefied air. I do think it's going to require a different approach. Now, obviously, winning at all costs becomes the primary focus, and so that may be out the window. But at this point in his career, I... I uh, it probably makes sense. It, it, may, is what it certainly saying. makes sense. And, and just get yourself to the playoffs yeah. and be at your, at your maximum then. But what he's going to it need... Made sense four, it like made sense that, four years ago. And last year, he played the second moment most minutes in his Lakers. I understand. And he got hurt late in the season. And then it was a miracle that he came back at all. Listen, Wendy, let's just say it. Can we just say this? Anthony Davis, when he got there, was supposed to be the one who became the Batman to LeBron's Robin. And he's just not good enough. Anthony Davis is a very good player. But they brought him in there to be an A-plus, and he's just not. And thus, LeBron needs to be the lead on that team because he, he remains the best player on the team. He is that good, but only sometimes. Well, but that, that's the same thing as not being uh, good enough. That's, the, that's why it's so frustrating for people who are Anthony Davis supporters because he gives you the reason to believe, but then he is not consistent in doing so. 
Now, look, even if LeBron played 35 minutes in this game, they probably still lose. Right. Nuggets are awesome, and they played awesome. But if this is going to be their strategy, which is to use their depth, it's going to be tough. Because, by the way, Austin Reeves, who's really their third best player, he played 31 minutes last night. He's got to play more minutes. So the one thing that I will chime in here is if we go back to last season, remember, Greeny, we were all in the set together when LeBron went down that month going into the postseason. Yeah, they were done. And then there was that run where AD did show up. I completely agree with you on the consistency piece, right? Potential is a compliment until you realize it is a goal not met, right? And that's kind of what we're dealing with when it comes to AD. However, I do wonder if you stick to the minutes restriction on LeBron, is that then a clear runway? Hey, you don't have a choice because you can't not be productive and we be minus 19 when LeBron's not But the question is pretty simple. Is that a big game last night? I mean, to some degree it is. You're playing the champs. It's the opening night. And he had zero points in the second half. I mean, what else do you want me to tell you? Chris I, Paul played 34 minutes. The guy's got knee surgeries, arms. No one is counting injury. on Chris Paul to oh, be no, the I mean, leader of that team. They are counting on Anthony Davis to be the best player on that team. Is that not fair? I mean, if they count on him, they're going to get let down occasionally. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and so that's where we are. And that's how you get swept in the Western Conference And Finals. they gave him a $200 million or whatever it was extension in the offseason because they want him to be this guy. And that's this, he is who he is. No, that, that's, that's my point. And so what I'm saying is if the Lakers are going to go where they want to go this year, it is LeBron once again who's going to have to take them there. Yes? Yes, but I think the, the how is what we start getting into, right? Okay. Like... The how, what it looks like. I don't think it has to look like LeBron of five years ago. It's going to need more from AD, but I think the rest of that supporting cast has an opportunity to step up as well. Absolutely. I mean, they're all really good, but right. they're not nearly as good as Denver is last night if LeBron James is going to play 29 minutes. Denver's literally the highest bar. we got to point that out. Well, but, I mean, that's what no, you have tomorrow to Tomorrow they want to win the, the championship. Tomorrow they play the Suns. Right. Let's see what happens. We have Phoenix highlights coming up for you a little later as well as we continue. Meantime, NFL action. Week 8 kicks off tomorrow night, and let's go through our Week 8 watch with the football crew. Dominique, it kicks off with the Bucks and the Bills. What's the number one thing you're watching for? Yeah, I want to see if they get Josh Allen back in the running game and they can fix this offense. They've been kind of shaky with the offense uh, up until this point and missing out on explosive plays. I'd like to see they have to get into playoff mode and start doing those design runs for Josh Allen, which I think can open up the offense. They just haven't looked like themselves the last few weeks. Swagoo, Rams, Cowboys this weekend. What's the number one thing you're watching for in that game? Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. <laughs> One game, man. Mm. Like, can Tony Pollard get going? Can he be a bell cow? I know I just talked about Derrick Henry, and it is an issue that they're having in this run game late in games. They need to figure out a way to have a tremendous amount of success. They need an explosion on the ground. Can you get it going? Can they get it going? Do they need to make a trade between now and then? Obviously, Derrick Henry would be the pie in the sky. The need is the need is there. They need to get the someone. need is there. They yeah. need to get someone to shape up that that to beef up, literally beef up that running yeah. game, right? They need no some doubt. beef in that backfield. Absolutely, and and they need red zone help. I mean, but, but that'll answer both questions: red zone help and power to close games. Yeah, I think it doesn't hurt, but I don't think they need it that well. I, I think they, what they need to do is be more aggressive with their play calling. I don't think the answer to all their problems is pounding the ball with Derrick Henry. I think it, it wouldn't hurt. I wouldn't tell him not to get him, but let's get aggressive. Take some shots. I will come back to them a little bit later. Jeff, let's come to you. Meanwhile, Jaguars-Steelers an interesting game. What are you watching for? Oh, ball protection from, from, the, from the Jaguars. Listen, if you look at the Steelers, what well, they beat in the Ravens last week against the Rams. Like, I mean, T.J. Watt's pick that almost goes for it. This is that you have to protect the football. High Smith, Watt, the pressure, and how do they find ways to win? I don't know, but the Jags have got to protect the ball. Trevor Lawrence 
ETN, let's make some big plays, but understand protecting the ball is going to be a key to the victory. And then let me do one more, because I, I, I gave one, and I want to get everyone's reaction to mine, which is Bengals 49ers, which is another really interesting game there. this weekend. And here's what I'm looking for. I'm not worried about San Francisco, despite the fact that they've lost two straight. But exactly what are the Bengals going to be this year? This might have been a lot of people's Super Bowl matchup before the season began. What is Joe Burrow going to be? He's had the bye. He's had the time. Swagoo, are they going to go back to looking like a Super Bowl team? I think they are. The health of Joe Burrow was the issue right? this team. And now you're starting to see some of the explosive offense. The defense is getting a lot more aggressive because they know that their offense can put up points now. And this is a legitimate litmus test for the, for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I put them in the playoffs. I do this thing called lock them in. Mm-hmm. Um, I put them in the playoffs because I think they are about to start rolling. Remember, y'all, we, ju- we are only a year and a half removed from talking about Joe Burrow being the second-best quarterback in the NFL. Right. After he went to Buffalo and did what he did and went toe-to-toe with Pat and is the only quarterback in this group of this generation to beat Pat Mahomes in order to get to a Super Bowl. So I'm not going to dismiss that. I think the health was the biggest issue in Cincinnati. He looks like he's getting a lot healthier. Yeah, I mean, he's getting healthier, and they're historically a slow-starting team. Like, I think that there hasn't been a major change. It's not some real reason that I can point this and say, well, they don't have this guy or there's an issue here. The guys that they lost are guys on defense that it seems like they have talent to replace place them I think they'll be fine just his calf that, that, but yeah. that's the question and this is a tough spot right Niners coming off back-to-back losses they're going to be playing tough this is not an easy game yeah, it's, oh. an, it's an enormous game and for for Burrow and the Bengals to make this playoff push that everybody's talking about but I liken this to Tua and the Dolphins when Joe Burrow was limited to the pocket it became much easier for defenses to play against him if his calf is fully healed and he can use his legs which everybody he, the dude converts more first downs yeah. than people give him credit for that's the difference for this team of just continuing that football offensive power. All right, it's going to be a really good weekend in the NFL. That might be the best game. Meanwhile, coming up, does Jerry need to get some help before the trade deadline? I'm going to continue to argue the answer is yes, and I'll tell you exactly who it needs to be. Plus, don't look now. Chiefs, Eagles. Collision course? Maybe. Which team gets to the Super Bowl this year and which one doesn't? We'll answer that question. Thanks. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Come on, get up. We are back, and the next game is called Either Or. Dominique, who will be the Packers' starting quarterback next season? Jordan Love or somebody else? I think it's going to be Jordan Love. He's off to a rough start. Uh, given the fact that they, he's had plenty of time to prepare, I can understand why people would be moving on from him at this point, but they signed him to the extension. It's going to be cheap, and I also expect at some point this season he's going to turn it around and give them some reason for optimism. And then there's always the question, if not him, then who? Yeah. Everyone always wants to get rid of a quarterback. We don't know who the next person's going to be, so well, I think he gets another chance. Fair enough. Swagoo, I mean, how concerned would you, if you're a hardcore, dyed-in-the-wool Green Bay Packers fan, how concerned are you by what you've seen? I'm concerned about the turnover, right? Like, that, that's the thing. And then, too, you got to realize it. And this is why I give Jordan Love great. And we've said it. Two Hall of Famers preceded this dude. Right. Like, he, he's stepping into an impossible situation to have any type of growing pain where people don't straight panic. We've seen some good things from him. He's a young quarterback. People say he's not a rookie. You're a rookie. Yes, you are. You, are, you ain't First playing. Door. You're a rookie. Like, that's – I don't care if they got dudes come out of college 27 years old. Yeah. They they not supposed to be rookies by age, but they rookie. Yeah. This game is completely different and hard from that from that standpoint. So, I think, he'll, I think he'll be fine. Youngest offense in the league, man. All his skill guys, nobody's played longer than two years. It takes time to develop chemistry, bottom line. All right. The game is called either or. Swagoo, you are next. Who gives the Giants – a better chance to win games right now, Tyrod Taylor or Daniel Jones? I think it's Tyrod Taylor. And the reason why I think it's Tyrod Taylor, one, we've seen him play at a very high level before. And with Daniel, I think there is this. I, I don't know what the disconnect is. We know that Daniel has some talent, obviously, with his legs, his ability to run. But when I watched New York play against the Washington Commanders, as bad as the Commanders was offensively, I felt like there was just a calm tone to the offense. And obviously having Saquon back gives you an advantage. Now, they going to obviously put Daniel Jones back in when he's ready to go. Yeah. But when I look at Tyrod, I think that I think that team needs kind of a steady hand. And I'm not sure if Daniel Jones is is just old enough to accept that. If yet. I said one day, someday, Tyrod Taylor is going to get the chance to be a team's quarterback and they're going to be happy that it happened, would you agree with that? I mean, it seems like he's had that opportunity. Minnesota was the injury. And uh, Buffalo, he, they yeah. did well, and then they went the and got the Chargers. He got the Chargers. Got got he's never yeah, really, he's never got, really got, a got a chance. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I think that nobody really is going to succeed in New York right now. There aren't any quarterbacks that you can put in there. So, I don't know that it matters that it's Tyrod right. or Daniel Jones. Maybe Tyrod makes you marginally better. But I got to be honest, the situation there kind of – they're just bad. Is what it's, you're a, it's a tough spot it's, for any yeah. quarterback. It's bad. And, and, and I think when you look at this offense and you look at what the expectations were coming in, I think they were unfair to a degree, right? Like, they, they hit the lottery last year. They won a bunch of games, right? They, they caught people off guard. But, but when you're looking at 
the offensive line issues, the injuries early to the offensive line, Daniel Jones getting smacked around, turn the ball. Like, it all goes back to the same thing. you got to protect the football, whether it's Tyrod Taylor, whether it's Daniel Jones. It's hard to do when your offensive line has struggled the way they have. I got one more. Jeff, I want you to think about that beautiful house of yours down there in Georgia, that Uh, palatial estate. Estate. I'm telling you, you've got to bet that house on one team to win the Super Bowl, the Eagles or the Chiefs. Last year's two participants. Yeah. Which one are you putting it on? I'm going the Eagles. And, and I, I know I'm going to shock the world here. Listen, the Chiefs are an incredible football oh, house. But here, stay with me, Jeff. Hey, here's what I yeah. got. Here's what I got. Chess and checkers by Howie Roseman. The Bayard signing, I think, is going to be a huge addition. You got Slay and Bradbury already back there. You got Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox. You got Sweat. You got Hassan Reddick on the outsides. They will be able to put pressure and still be able to cover Travis Kelsey, who is the Chiefs' offense right now. And you look at both lines of scrimmage. I think the Eagles are an excellent group, and it's going to be tough, tough to beat them. Well, this is DraftKings Sportsbook predictions for the week, brought to you by DraftKings, who will win the Super Bowl. And I throw it open to the group, because if we give you those two options, it is interesting. We are split right down the middle. DraftKings is giving you all of the following options. I asked it to the guys just about last year's participants, and we got a nice split right down the middle amongst us. Dominique, yeah. your thought? My head tells me the Eagles, but my heart tells me Patrick Mahomes. And I know yeah. that when it, when I have to move into Jeff's house because I lost my house, <laughs> I, I'm going to be completely fine with saying I put my money on that man right there who boo-boo yeah. don't stink. Yeah. I'm going to be fine trusting him. And no disrespect to Jalen Hurts or the Eagles, anybody else, but we've seen Pat do it so many damn times in so many different ways, and now they have a defense. I just know that I can sleep well at night no matter what happens as a result of the bet, knowing that I put my money on Patrick Mahomes. Marcus, why Kansas City? 15. Yeah. Like, it's I, hard to go get I, no doubt. Tell them what we was talking I, about during the break. I was just about to say, last year the Philadelphia Eagles were a better team yeah. than the Kansas City Chiefs. He's the ultimate equalizer. And if it comes down to late game, he's going to win it. Yeah. That's what his history says, right? Yeah. Like, we know Jalen had the fumble, which turned the game. But we forget that Pat took three straight TD drives at the end of that game when they had to have him Running in order to win that Super wheel. Bowl. And, and, and look, man, like, for as much as we love how the game evolves and we want to see different things happen, it's just like when we talk about Pat Mahomes and the MVP. We have to stop underestimating what we're watching. He does not lose. When he loses, we're shocked. Yeah. yeah. It's shocking when Pat Mahomes loses, especially when you talk about him getting to a Super Bowl. Yeah. He's the best player I've ever seen. Me if, too. if you me told too. me right now this was the Super Bowl matchup, I would pick Kansas City. Yeah. But I think Philadelphia's road is just markedly easier. I know yep. we've talked about the AFC yeah. not looking the same. We're still in October. By right. the time we get late, I think that, that Patrick Mahomes' road is a lot tougher to get there Three. than the Eagles' road is. I, I also think that the Chiefs are very reliant on one other person. Travis Kelsey is not young. And, and God, you know, and knock on wood, I hope up. it doesn't happen. If he gets hurt, I, I think they are finished. I yes. make a statement, guys. Oh, Marcus. We, we, like, I know we talk about Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. That man, 95, yeah. that plays on the other side uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. he changes a lot about what you do uh, from an offensive standpoint. Like, we, look, the Chiefs defense, by the way, is this probably the best one Pat has ever played with For sure. yeah. in his career since he's been there. So, I understand 
Like, the Philadelphia Eagles should be the favorite based on what we see as far as a team holistically, except they don't have Patrick Mahomes. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code GETUP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Coming up one night into the season, already drama in L.A. Lakers load-managing LeBron. A.D. disappears. Swagoo has thoughts. He's jumping in the basketball conversation. Plus, Jeff already handed out the pancakes. Swagoo will get his revenge. We need new security. You know it. We got coming up next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Bottom of the hour, back on Get Up. And again, the NBA season underway last night. LeBron James opening his 21st season on a minutes restriction. Played 29 minutes as the Lakers lost to the Nuggets on their opening night. And here was LeBron after the game. At the end of the day, we didn't win. But I think for me, my performance and what I did individually in the time that I was out there, I think I was productive. I think so. I, mean, I was a plus seven for the game. No turnovers, so... I like the no turnovers more than anything. Um, so. All right, so we've been talking about this this morning, and again, uh, Monica and Wendy are here, and no one loves this stuff more than Swagoo does, so I want to get him in here as basketball season begins. I'm trying to read the facial expression and the body language of LeBron there. It feels to me like he's saying, hey, man, what do you want from me? They only let me play 29 minutes. When I was out there, we got the job done, yeah. and I don't, I don't know how to take that one game into the season. I think it's unfortunate. I've been listening to you, Monica, and Wendy talk. And the unfortunate part is we know that AD is a phenomenal basketball player. We just don't know consistency-wise what you're going to get night in and night out. And the hard part for LeBron is you got to challenge guys because you're a veteran, but you also got to understand that you need him more than you need anybody else on that basketball team. I, I think the Lakers, like that five that I watched last night while LeBron was in, obviously with Austin and you looking at AD, they can be a team to challenge Denver. Like they can fight all the way, get the game to the fourth quarter and have opportunities late in games to win. But it's all predicated on Anthony Davis. And, you know, the, I – I watched AD at Kentucky. I watched AD when he got into the league. He was in New Orleans. That's my favorite team, the Mm. Pelicans. And a phenomenal basketball player. But this narrative has chased him for his entire career. And now you get to a point where you're supposed to be transferring as the face of the franchise. And you just got to guarantee these people something night in and night out. (laughs) I want to remind everyone, by the way, if you're just joining us, that he had 17 points in the first half last night and zero in the second. He also had one rebound the whole first half when Jokic had nine. But look, I understand this plan with LeBron. It makes good sense. The Lakers are looking at the last five years. They see all the injuries that he's had. They look at the depth of this roster. They look at where Anthony Davis is in his career. It makes perfect sense that they would do this. Do you know what Mike Tyson says? 
Everybody's got a plan. Right. Right? And then they get so, punched in the face. And this has been a plan with LeBron for years. I'm telling you, back in 2007, I was writing stories about LeBron's minutes being down. Right. Like, this is what it gets said, that this I've never seen him play less than 30 minutes in a high-value game like this. I don't care whether it's in October or I don't care if it's in April. So this, would, this is different. LeBron knows it. It doesn't come as a surprise for him. Whether LeBron likes it or not is a different situation. I question whether they're going to be able to stick to it. But I'll tell you this. It's not just Anthony Davis that's got to play better. They've got to do some other things with that rotation that, you know, activate some other players too. Monica, if I were just to ask you this, because what are we really asking? We're really asking, is LeBron's team good enough for him to carry it to a championship? That's what it's about at this point. He's in his 21st season. We're not asking if they can make a deep playoff run. They went to the Western Conference Finals a year ago. But I'm looking at the top of that West, okay? And I'll just say a team. You tell me, are the Lakers, do the Lakers look better than them? Nuggets. No. Suns. No. Warriors. Yes. Kings. Haven't seen them. Uh, I mean, uh, Mavs. Better than the Mavs. Better than the Mavs. Missing the Clippers. The Clippers. Clippers are well, big who's playing mark. for the Clippers? The well, this is my point. It, it's, well, the Grizzlies. I mean, 25 games without John Morant. What are we going to be here? I, it, the point I'm trying to make here is. LeBron James cannot, 29 minutes a night or not, cannot carry this team to a championship. He needs someone to help him across the finish line, and that's going to be the question all season long. Is that person Anthony Davis? And if not, do they need to find someone else who can? I mentioned this in our, the last part of our conversation. I think the how is going to be important, right? Like, if we could sit at this table and say, AD needs to be a 20 and 10 guy, is that enough? I mean, some people might say he needs to be 25 and 12, right? The, to me... What is the primary thing that you want from AD and then what is going to be the the residue, so to speak? Mm -hmm. To me, if AD is the lockdown defender, the centerpiece of what the Lakers are trying to do, the offense will come just by nature of the way that the game of basketball is played because he's playing alongside LeBron. Austin Reeves is getting better. I think Torian Prince brings some um, versatility in terms of what they do. And he's huge. Like, he can still score the basketball. But to me, I, I'm, I don't love him ghosting in the second half of this ballgame. But if he is the centerpiece of this defense that is that is better this year, I think the offense will come. So, so let's go big picture. It's, it's one game into the season. Marcus, I know how big a fan you are of LeBron James. Will his team go – last year they got to the Western Conference Finals and won zero games in it. Will they go further than that this year or not as far as that this year? I, I don't think they'll make the Western Conference Finals unless the, the guy we're talking about becomes dominant consistently. What is yeah. it? Tell me what the numbers are, though, Swagoo. My, so, so we talk about this in football all the time. This, AD's biggest issue is this, when you see it with a lot of guys. We talk about Dak Prescott. That's it. I think that's exactly okay. what the I moments when we gonna... need you to be the AD that we see at times, he seems to never deliver in those particular situations. Last year in the playoffs, he had really good games. Next night, fall off. Those are the things where you start trying to determine, like, who are you all the time? I got right. And that that's the problem when you talk about Anthony Davis. It's not about if he's a good basketball player. I hear you guys talk about it all the time. How tremendously talented he is. You watch the first half of that game. Like nobody can stop Anthony Davis when in his mind he's like, I'm I'm going to get this done. It doesn't matter. But when you got Nikola Jokic in Denver, right? who is not going to go away, regardless of if he doesn't score 30 points. He's going to have 15 assists. Right. He's going to have 13, 15, 20 rebounds. He's going to impact the game. And that's what you're asking from Anthony Davis. And now what, what Phoenix has done with KD and obviously Devin Booker, and we're going to have Bradley Beal coming later. Like, I don't know if AD can disappear and you good enough to go deep. All right, so we're talking about the bigs in the NBA. 
We got a whole new one coming tonight, and we will set that up here in our Windy Watch. Time for Windy Watch. First of the season, Windy Watch. Here we go. What are we watching for tonight? Let's start in Boston. Well, we're going to start in New York because that's where the Celtics start. That's true. Yeah. So Joe Mazzulla has basically declined to name a starting lineup. He is not going to tell us. In fact, whoever he starts tonight, he's saying, I don't even know if that's going to be the case. You're not even going to be able to know my starting lineup for 20 or 30 games. He's got to choose between starting Drew Holiday, starting Derek White, and starting uh, Al Horford. I, it could be genius. It could be he's trying to not make any of them upset. I question this, but the Celtics, that's probably the biggest question uh, coming in for them tonight. Then, first time since January 2nd, we're going to see Zion Williamson oh, in an NBA game. Believe it or not, guys, this is his fifth NBA season. Only played 114 games. When he was healthy last year, they were in second place. The Swagoo knows. Sleep. Here come the Pelicans. Here comes Zion. Let's see what he does. Now, they are missing a huge piece in Trey Murphy. He's a vital outside shooter for them. But Zion Williamson is back. He's getting overshadowed by a lot of stuff in the West. We should not do that. When he is playing well, this is a formidable team. Here they come tonight. Zion back. And how about the big baguette? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to let that one go. Love that. Because I'm going to tell you, Victor Wembanyama, 51% shooting. Three blocks a game in the preseason. I went back, looked up LeBron's rookie year, preseason numbers. He shot 35%. He made two three-pointers the entire preseason his rookie year. Victor makes two a game. I know they're very different players. His skill level is vastly advanced to where LeBron's was at the same age. Is he going to be an all-star as a rookie? Monica McNutt. Yes. Will Victor Wembanyama yes. make the all-star team? <laughs> yes. Who was the, last, the, who was yes. the last rookie to Book make it. the all-star team? Duncan? I Book believe yes. true rookie was Tim Duncan. I think Blake Griffin made it, but it was like his second year. Will Wembanyama, yes. is he going to be that good yes. that fast? Yes. I th- and the thing about this that is fortuitous, I know we can unlock all the conspiracy theories, whatever. He is with a Hall of Fame incredible coach. Right. Like... Yes, he's going to be an all-star. He's going to be all-rookie team. He's going to be a rookie of the year. Sorry to chat whoever else was in the conversation. Sorry to that man. Yes, book it. Marcus, you're from Louisiana. Me. Start using your French. Yeah. We're going to start working on all of our French. I'm with French. it. No, I'm oui. with you. Oui. oui. I'm with you. Bien. Monsieur Wembanyama. <laughs> we are ready to go. Okay, and we are looking forward to it tonight. We will have his first game tonight. We will have this. those Celtics tonight at the Garden. Doubleheader on ESPN in the app. Celtics, Knicks, 7 Eastern. Wembanyama versus Luka in the nightcap. It starts with an hour-long NBA countdown featuring Malika and company uh, from the Garden tonight, 6 o'clock Eastern. All right, Swagoo, it's time for security. Now it is time for Swagoo's revenge. We ain't worried about you, Swagoo. Let's get the security. Okay, let's go. Y'all need all the security. Hey, man, this is the guy that you got to protect. When are you supposed to pick up a flip? Lord, have mercy, y'all. That is a travesty. You need new security. This is absolute malpractice. Call everybody. Do you know you in a football game? You need new security. Oh, that was so much fun. All right, we call it Swagoo's Revenge. Earlier, we're handing yeah. out pancakes, and now Swagoo the security. Mm-hmm. Let's go. We've been talking about fights all morning. Let's see it. Might as well go and get into a fight. And Brock Purdy, Trent Williams was not there. You did not have your formidable mouth. And Daniel Hunter and the Minnesota Vikings said, we're going to pressure you, pressure you, pressure you. 99 is playing great. He was talking about getting traded, and they won this game, and then he's not sending him anywhere because <laughs> all he does is beat up security guards. The man oh, is leading man. the NFL in sacks, by the way, in case anybody paying attention. Oh, another 
other thing. He went to Louisiana State University. Oh, we can think. Brock Purdy, you need new security. I know you're not used to this, big fella, but this is what happens when you play a lot in this league. You need new security, Brock Purdy. Did y'all see Leonard Witt? First, oh. Washington Commanders hate their quarterback. <laughs> the guys up front just Ooh. have a disdain for their quarterback. Leonard Williams went off. He made a tremendous amount of plays in this game, but in this particular game, in this particular play right here, Leonard Williams showed up to the oh. club in New York, and the door was wide open. It said, come in. I invite you, sir, to go in and take everything that I have worked my hard-earned dollars for. Sam how I feel terrible for you. You might be on 70 sacks by the time I, I, I don't over. like this. You can't use them. No, they That's, hate them. They always they, have the club they open. They cannot stand <laughs> this man. The club open. They cannot stand this man. They open after hours. Oh. Oh. You know, and Lord have oh. I know, I know, I know. I know. Oh. To put it on here because Miles Garrett has a complete disregard for security <laughs> and he does it all week in and week out. But going to miss you understood that dog, it's the G. Here it is. Yeah, the clubs close at 2 a.m. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and when the club is about to close, the DJ comes on and say last call and they turn all the lights. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, the people that's ugly scatter in the club, <laughs> right? Because in the dark, you getting people hollering at you, they like you. Uh. Miles Garrett is the guy that's standing in the club where everybody's gonna gravitate when they turn the lights on because he looks good and he is going to protect everybody. Oh. The problem is he's not a bouncer. He's the guy that wants to beat everybody up. So going to miss you, un didn't understand the assignment that the lights came on. Get yeah. your tail out of the club, man. But Miles Garrett hey. said, no, I'm going to go get him. You need new security going to miss the you. The worst part about that is they had him triple team. They had him triple team. They, they just went around. It, it don't matter. They turned the lights That's on. Ridiculous. The bouncers That's ridiculous. Left. They stopped using the commanders. <laughs> Wow, that's cheating. I mean, the club stays. I can put them on there every week. My every favorite week. one. Hey, Jeff, when, when, when Miles Garrett's running around you, what are you yelling at the court? Throw it! Throw it! <laughs> Go and throw it! That's what everybody was screaming right there. Spud was screaming. Everybody was screaming. Everybody. Everybody uh, All right, new security every week with us. So much fun. Let's roll on here as we continue. Is all getting away from Jerry and Dak in Dallas? Is there one move they can make that could change everything today? We will answer that question by saying they should make a trade. And that brings us to this. Hembo versus Dominique. Here's today's question. Who is the all-time leading rusher in the history of the Titans franchise? Okay. By yardage. Yeah, I mean. He thinks he's got it. Only three guys. Only right three possible next. guys. Then I got a guess. All right, here we go. Neek, a lot of pressure on you here. There are some interesting options. The Tennessee Titans, who I'll remind everyone, used to be the Houston Oilers. Who was that franchise's all-time leading? Yeah, player? I think used to be the Oilers helps me out, and this word right here is where I'm going to lead. Because you could go, Chris. You could go, Derek. You could go, Eddie. But I'm going to go, Earl. You're going Earl Campbell. I'm going Earl. That's an excellent guess. But it's wrong. Turn around. Eddie. Turn around. Eddie. Eddie. It is Eddie George. Just over 10,000 yards. You I'm followed, sorry, Eddie. Followed by Derrick Henry. Followed by Earl Campbell. Followed by Chris Johnson. You had the right three guys. Go ahead, throw it. What? Ooh. <laughs> uh, we had, you, had the right, you had the right three guys. Unfortunately, you picked the wrong one. Okay, well done. Well played. Let's go on next. It is time for trading places. We are approaching the trade deadline in the NFL. Let's talk about what teams should make a deal. Nick, I'll start with you. Should the Giants 
Who should be calling the Giants, I should say, about Saquon Barkley? Yeah, we're talking about great running backs, and Saquon is an incredibly talented one. I think the Ravens should give him a call. It reminds me of the 49ers last year. They had an effective offense, but do you want to take it to the next level by adding a dynamic offensive player? And I think they do. Swagoo, I will say this to you. You picked the Chiefs to win the AFC because of the inevitability, and I don't disagree with it. If the Ravens got Saquon Barkley, I would change my mind. Would you? I would probably do it, too. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> because I think he changes everything about yes. what they do. Yeah. And adding him with Lamar Jackson in the backfield is like – you don't have a defensive plan for it. There's like a there's a fit to that. Like we can we're going to talk yeah. about Derrick Henry in a minute. Yeah. That doesn't that wouldn't work in Baltimore. I wouldn't yeah, think. No. I mean, you guys know um, way better than I do. Saquon Barkley would be perfect it's, on that it's team. It's the patient between the, the patience between the running back and the quarterback on the zone read for Lamar Jackson. His his ability to catch passes and screens and make ex- explosive plays with it. But you think about the the timing of a running back to the hole. I know no one ever talks about it, but how vital that is. And will Lamar Jackson be able to pull that thing and take it to the house? We get nasty. I also think that there's something to be said for the big plays that you weren't designing for, you weren't expecting. There are only certain players where you can give them a regular handoff and you give them it to him 25 times, once or twice, he's going to get you 30, 40 yards. And there's a a little screen pass that somebody else would get for 12, he'll give it to you for 30. Those are things that you don't even have to scheme for. That's a a great deal of help for Munkin, the offensive coordinator, and for the quarterback. And also, G, like when I got drafted, right, and me and my wife was looking for houses, I walked in one house like, oh, this is spacious. Let's get this one. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say Quan Barkley. Yeah, get a lot of spacious, a lot of room to operate. And when when you get a lot of room to operate, you feel rich. People, That's how you would feel, getting it. People will say, oh, would you give up a second-round pick for someone who might not be there for the second Today. half of I the season? I can't go on the phone fast enough. Yes. Today. I mean, to win a championship, what is the value New phone, who did? Uh, next. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> which two uh, teams should be calling the Raiders about Javante? Listen, I'm going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs. And we just talked about uh, Saquon Barkley would be the biggest trade if it happened to the Raiders unless – the Kansas City Chiefs picked up Devontae oh, Adams. Lord. You talk about a team that might not lose again. You talk about, <laughs> I mean, this is unbelievable how good they would be, yeah. how explosive he is. And you talk about, like, Travis Kelsey having that second guy now. I think it will be – and then, obviously, I don't think they're going to trade inside the division. So, I will go Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills need somebody to help Stephon Diggs. They need somebody to help Josh. They have too many injuries on the backside of that – I mean, on the, on the defense. They're going to have to pick up the score a lot of points. They need, a, they need an alternative receiver. Yeah, if they were to get him to the Chiefs, I think – we would have Goodell needs to do a it'll be David like, Stern be like the yeah, DSCP3. Say, <laughs> say, nah, nah, nah. We ain't going to be able to do that. But I do think the Bills could use another weapon. Absolutely. It would be like when KD went to the Warriors, yeah. right? Like it would just Absolutely. make the rest of it not fun. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it's hard to picture them doing that in the division, although who knows what they might give up. And then let's get to where we really began all of this. Swagoo, Derrick Henry. Could he be traded out of Tennessee? Who should be on the phone with them right now? They they should call Rand Carthon, Dallas call Cowboys should call Rand Carthon Hold on. and ask, is your yep. running back available? Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, up? but I, I see what y'all doing in the in the video department. Y'all trying to sneak sneak this Dak Prescott. They put him up there in the first two plays, him playing quarterback. Y'all try to put Derek Henry at quarterback. You see that? Man is a damn running back. The first play they show, he doing a pass. The second pass. play, look at this. This is the first play they show, him doing a pass. What y'all trying to Red do about that? Look at the next play. The next play, he is shotgun. Come on, man. I, I ain't sneaking one Red by zone. me. What do you think of that? Let it go, Foxy. Let it go. Oh. All kidding oh. aside, though. 
because we talk about the Eagles, we talk about the Niners. I mean, the Lions had a bad week. They bounced back. If the Cowboys got this guy, Marcus, yep. what would they be? It would absolutely even some more of what Dallas is to San Francisco yeah. and Philly. Think about what we talk about with Philly, right? A.J. Brown is going crazy right now, but this team is still predicated at the line of scrimmage yep. yes. and being able to run the football. You think about San Francisco, Christian McCaffrey, they still want to run the football mm-hmm. and be a physical team. The last, the last time we saw Dak in the conversation of being almost elite, right, we started talking about it before he got the contract and all of that, he had a great run game with a physical pounding back. Somebody he could turn the ball and take the pressure off yeah. of not only him, but the pressure off of the guys on the outside. Just like we talked about the space that would be created with Saquon Barkley going to Baltimore, the things that would be created for the guys on the outside with Derrick Henry coming to the Dallas Cowboys, that to me – is why you make this move. It's not about trying to go get a guy with great cachet or a great name. He changes the picture for how people have to defend you, yes. and he he makes it easier for the guys around him. That's what he did in Tennessee too. Absolutely. Think about it, y'all. Tennessee been going to the playoffs, yeah, like Tennessee. without without having like crazy yeah. talent. They got rid of AJ Brown and went to the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, like so. I think he changes everything for the Cowboys. I, I couldn't agree more. I think for an offensive line perspective with Dallas, like you think about the pressure it takes off you having to pass protect and this fits right into what Mike McCarthy wants to do yeah control tempo be able to finish games close out red zone drives all the things you're asking for that player answers that question they were at their best when Ezekiel Elliott was at his best yep. yes. this guy's better than Ezekiel Elliott ever was yeah, right at the dis- same thing I'm not going to disagree with anything you guys say while I think the most important thing is for them to be aggressive passing down the field one thing that works in all situations in all weather all time of year all type of game is power in football yeah. if you can beat somebody up, that's going to help you out quite a bit. So, yeah, if you can add Derrick Henry for a low price, it's not going to hurt them. It's going to cost the defense like you mentioned. It's going to change the picture. We saw Derrick Henry was getting boxes loaded up against Early. him and still putting oh, up thousands of yards. Of yeah, you come into the, a game against the Titans and you're like, hey, Eight men in the box make Tannehill beat us. Hey, he going to get you six get yards. Get that new anyway. phone for C.D. Lane. Get that new phone. Tell him to get a game. Yeah. Oh, open CD. his whole world up, though. Coach, that, but, but, and, and 2G, like, you got three football guys sitting up here. So, like, a lot of times when we start talking about these trades, people get enamored with the guy and, yeah. like, his ability. We think of it from a perspective of what does it do to make your life easy exactly. as an offensive guy, it's as an offensive team. And, man, you bring Derrick here to Dallas, I see he'll go off for 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns. We like, just put two teams in the Super Bowl. The Ravens and the Cowboys make the deals happen. First take coming up top of the hour. How concerned is Stephen A. about Anthony Davis's disappearance last night? And who's a bigger threat in the West, the Suns or the Warriors? It's Volley, it's Stephen A., it's Mad Dog, Swagoo, and more. First take, top of the hour on ESPN. Oh, we got the big one coming up Saturday night. It's Tyson Fury and Francis Ngano, ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Coverage of the main card, two Eastern, can be purchased at ESPNPlus.com slash top hyphen rank. Here we go. Marcus, what a hey. Oh, uh, dunk on It's us. basketball season. Gee, I just yeah. wanted to pay homage. But, but the, the most impressive thing is how I'm catching the pancakes. Yeah. I'm not looking at them. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look, yeah. Look, yeah. look at the assist. Fox yeah. put it right there. All right, here's Andy. the question. So, Mad Dog said he would retire oh. if the Diamondbacks oh. Oh. made the World Series. You're going to find out. If he showed up last day in three, <laughs> two, one, not retirement. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.